Let's welcome in Reese Fredrickson. Reese, how's it going today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Hey, not too bad. Did you uh, Christmas shop already? Oh, come on. No, I'm a, I'm a guy. I, I'm, I procrastinate on those type of things. So does the, does the wife do it for you? Uh, she does a lot of it. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe she's a bit more organized, or maybe she's a bit more thoughtful than I am. I uh, both, both, <laughs> both true. Yes, right. So, I, I struggle with Christmas shopping. Um, but maybe now that you've mentioned it, I should probably put it on my calendar to remind myself. Well, now you don't have to do it. Just ask her politely to do it. You know. Yeah, I don't know. That's. I mean, many, she, do you have willing... a lot of gifts to get? No, I. I you know, well, I've do got you have, kids. Do you have siblings? But... Sorry. I do have one. Yeah. Uh, sister, brother, older, younger? Brother, younger, yeah. Oh, okay. Does he have kids? He does, yeah. He has he has two uh, twin teenage boys. Oh, okay. So, I mean, teenage boys, I feel like that's kind of easy to get. So you got... That one's easy, yeah. Yeah, you've got... <laughs> you've got... You don't have that much gifts. It's not too bad, I guess, if you look at it from that angle. I got out of the... So do you give your sibling a gift or no, just his kids? Uh, we kind of, um, you know, maybe him and uh, my sister-in-law will give them maybe a joint gift, you know, okay. something nice for the house or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, with uh, the the kids, you know, obviously we've got cash is probably the way to go. And wait, you cashing out here? How do I get? How do well, I get in that family of gifts? My mom gets. <laughs> my mom drops on by sentimental gifts. I'm on. You're out here giving out cash. Well, there's there's a difference between you know relationship with your parents and maybe one with your siblings. My know. siblings ain't giving me cash. No, okay, I owe both my siblings cash, but that's beside the point. That's not that's not that's not worthy of bringing up. Um, no, because for my my brother and uh, sister both have kids, so. I'm in charge of getting their kids gifts, but we didn't do sibling gifts anymore. Oh. But then since I don't have any kids, that they always had to get me a gift. So pretty much it was a bottle of booze every single Christmas. Um, and then it was me <laughs> buying gifts for the kids. That's kind of just how it worked out. Uh, did you have a case to talk about with us today? I did, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about it. All right. So uh, this case, this actually just happened yesterday morning, was the sentencing. And I thought it would be interesting to talk about because mm-hmm. I can diverge on a couple of legal points here. So if you're interested in, this, in Minnesota wait, law, we can talk about that. So the that. sentencing ha- happened already this morning or it's, go- it's going to happen? Yesterday morning. morning. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. So it's pretty recent news. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. If you don't want to learn anything about the law, you can enjoy the story as well. I'll take care of the law, but we'll, okay. we can talk about that too. So we're going to go back to September 29th of 2023. So... Just a little less than two months ago. This is probably one of the fastest turnarounds on a felony. I was going to say, I haven't, I haven't heard you reference a case from the year that it happened from this year. Wow, okay. Yeah, typically felony cases take a year to two years, uh, especially in this post-COVID world. But this one turned around really fast. So September 29th of 23, just kind of put a mental pin in that date. I'm going to revisit that again. At 1.46 a.m., uh, Pine County deputy is called to a gas station in Hinkley. It's one of the stations next to the highway up there mm-hmm. off the exit, and uh, they're called in for a welfare check, which basically means that you know somebody's concerned about another human and they mm-hmm. want the, um, the officer to look into it. So what he learns is that there's a Ford Taurus that's been parked at a gas pump for over half an hour, and the driver is passed out behind the wheel of that vehicle, and people have been banging on the windows trying to wake him, doesn't budge him, and of course the deputy shows up, and he starts hitting the window too. And it takes him some time, but eventually the guy um, kind of uh, starts to awaken, and it's pretty obvious from the get-go that he's under the influence of something, red eyes and, and other signs that I won't get into, but... 
He, um, so the officer gets him out of the car right away. They open the door. They smell a very strong odor of marijuana that's been recently smoked. There's drug pipes on the floor. That gives him, of course, uh, cause to search the vehicle. It doesn't take him long. He looks in the vehicle and sees a plastic bag with about three and a half grams of methamphetamine sticking out of the console of the vehicle. And, of course, paraphernalia related to methamphetamine use. So we have uh, probable cause for a DUI driving under the influence. Um, this one's driving under the influence of a controlled substance. Mm-hmm. And... Um, First point of law, I don't know if it's point of law, but it's, um, we call these slumper cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, I teach a, a quarterly DWI course, and a lot of the students are always um, kind of shocked to learn that it's not driving under the influence, but it's driving, operating, or being in physical control. And Minnesota law defines physical control as being able to put the car in motion, even if you're conscious or unconscious. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I enjoy your guys' scams um, of laws <laughs> to, to get D, to give out those while people are just sleeping in the car. Yeah, I like that. Well, I get, I get the bit. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to, somebody to be like, no. you don't want to give them them case room to be like, well, I wasn't driving. I was, I was sleeping. That's why I wasn't moving. Blah 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 blah. I get, I get the bit behind it. Yeah. Um, but as a man who has slept in the back of his car. <laughs> Um, in a parking ramp, uh, and missed his uh, nephew's baptism. Um, yeah, I, I kind of at least understand it to some extent. Now, I did take I did take the keys, and I put them on the other side of the ramp. Oh, okay. And then I slept in the back, so that way that couldn't be misconstrued as me possibly doing that. And and so you're over a point zero eight. Is that what you're? I was saying between the lines here. Or? Correct, but okay. I so it was at a. Why is this? Why are we making this about me? I you you brought it. I was up. at I, I was at a wedding venue of a buddy's and I uh, had too much to drink and I obviously couldn't drive home. Uh, I didn't have a place to crash, so I I went into the parking ramp where my car was parked. I put my keys somewhere else and then I just slept in the back of the car that night and then woke oh. up the next morning and then. Uh, went and got breakfast, and then went back to the ramp, and then drove myself home. Interesting. Well, the key aspect's interesting. I mean, is that not? Yeah. I I feel like I heard, I heard something about that, and maybe that's then that's the problem. Yeah. What could I have gotten one there? You know, it all depends on the circumstances. If um, if they had found the keys, probably. If not, you know, that's another circumstance we consider in the, really? in the probable cause. Yeah. So, you know, we do get people, of course, that they'll put it. You know the, the typical places like behind the wheel or under the under the fender or something, their key, and be like, "Well, I, I can't put my car in motion because you don't have the key." In law enforcement, that's one of the first places they'll look. Well, yeah, it was not it was not anywhere close yeah. to the car. I had it in the car. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I have a my friends at statue of limitations though. Statue of limitations. I'm 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 solid on that one. Okay, <laughs> right. Three years, right? So. All right. So back to your story. So before I okay. incriminate myself more. All right. So. How long ago was that again? Uh, it was, uh, what year is it? 2023? It was 2003. Oh, shoot. 20 okay. years ago. That has to be the statute of limitations. You're, you're in the clear. You'll just have to live with the guilt. Um, <laughs> so, again, like you said, physical control, um, you know, you know it was a scam. My scam, but it's not. It's really the legislature wrote the law, and I, I just enforce it. So mm-hmm. that's my out there. But Yeah, sure. But, yeah, obviously the policy behind that, we don't want people out there DWI and mm-hmm. drinking and hurting others. So. So that was my uh, divergence on that um, point of law. So the deputy gets him to wake up. Um, 
they um, found the drug pike, et cetera. And so they get him out of the car. They ask him to do a field sobriety test. He refuses to do field sobriety tests. That's another cause that can go into arresting somebody mm-hmm. for a DWI. He gets arrested. Um, we get a search warrant to get his blood sample, and he refuses to provide a blood sample. That refusal is a crime, so that's a DWI refusal. So my second point of law is that um, your first three DWIs in a 10-year period, it's a misdemeanor or gross misdemeanor. When you get a fourth DWI in a 10-year period, it's a felony, and felony has prison um, tied to it. Once you get a felony conviction for the rest of your life, if you get another DWI, it's automatically a felony. Mm-hmm. And so this individual, um, I don't know if I mentioned his name, his name's Daniel Rolfer, as we um, identified him as, 38 years old from Elk River. So he has DWIs from 2006, 2007, 2011, and 2012, he got a felony DWI. 2018, he got a felony DWI, and then... Also in um, 2022, we got a felony DWI. Jeez. Yeah. And so your second DW, so a second felony DWI in your lifetime is an automatic prison sentence. Mm-hmm. He has three priors. And I mentioned that date of September 29th of 2023. Do you remember that? Here's the thing. On his, on September 25th, four days before, he was sentenced in Sherburne County on a felony DWI this third one and he lasted four days on probation before he got another one and as i said the second dwi felony dwi's prison sentence the judge in this case gave him an extraordinary remedy putting him on probation it's called a mitigating factor very rare circumstance uh what we say the deal of a lifetime i I would love to hear that uh specific uh circumstance that they thought was Eh, maybe he's really good in court, but um, could be. <laughs> I'm. Sh- do you think like the do those judges then find out about this? Oh, absolutely, because then it leads to a probation violation. So then they take their hand and they go. I I would hope so that you know it happens once in a while and. But you also don't want somebody else's second chance or third chance or fifth chance or whatever to ruin somebody else who deserves a second chance from getting it. So I mean, that's the thing, and you know, and I, I Minnesota's very lenient on a lot of stuff too. They are too, and I think judges do give a lot of consideration. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not saying not pointing down this particular judge or anything, but. I, I suspect that he or she really weighed it, and um, it's a tough decision to make. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes so, yeah, you're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. So, mm-hmm. and but sometimes you're also right. Yeah. Um, but so yeah. So four days on probation and the deal of a lifetime, and he's gotten another DWI. Um, so he's charged, and I think that had to deal with the quick turnaround because he's going to prison on the other one that he got a deal on, mm-hmm. and. So he showed up here and pled guilty on our DWI automatic prison sentence. 65 months uh, was the sentence yesterday. Yeah. And actually, we let him plead to the DWI and not the three and a half grams of meth because that that drug conviction is maybe like a fifth or a quarter of what he would have gotten on the DWI. Yeah. So I guess it sounded like, but it sounded like more in this case, he just needs needs help, needs to dry out a little bit. Yes. Yeah, and sometimes so you drug charge drug charge to put him away for like ten years, ten plus years, probably not necessary in this one. No, I mean not. actually more like fifteen months, yeah, and something like that. So, but but yeah, sixty five months. Um, so yeah, he needs to be dry, you know, dry out. And if you can't stop driving, you know, you need to learn the lesson. And mm-hmm. he does have prior 
actually has prior drug convictions, severe ones, and many driving after cancellation is inimical to public safety convictions, ignition interlock violations. So somebody that can't stop from going behind the wheel of a car mm. and endangering others. That is dangerous. So um, evidently don't uh, sleep in a parking ramp either is what we're learning here today. Well, if uh, you do, throw your keys somewhere. That's what I did. You made it sound like I didn't. I, that wasn't enough. But you knew where the keys were, so I mean, I threw them. I, I <laughs> you hit them. I don't know if you threw them. Yeah, but you, you don't think I can lie? You don't think I can say I have no idea I, where they're at? I was hoping you'd be an honest person. But. What if they're going to try to give me a, a a DUI for sleeping in my car in the? Come on, no, you no. Ha, you have to plan ahead. You have to. Pl- they, well, in it, but if you don't plan ahead, then you the last thing you do is get behind the wheel and drive, though. So, I mean, but maybe a bad starting decision, but a good finishing decision. I don't know. I mean, was the hotel was this a hotel or? It was at a hotel, but uh, they had no rooms. Yeah, gotcha. What do you mean, gotcha? <laughs> they had no. They were full. Were they? Yeah. Nobody what do you the, want from me? Nobody in the wedding party lets you crash on the. Well, couch it was or it was my brother and his friends, and let me just say, none of none of them want to deal with Joshua for a night. I can promise you that much. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, before I incriminate <laughs> myself more, Reese, thanks for stopping by for some lawn disorder, my keeping pleasure. us going on. What's in Pine County, and we'll talk to you next month. Looking forward to it.